Let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of Genesis again. The book of Genesis chapter chapter number 18. Genesis chapter number 18. We're going to begin at verse number 9 here in just a moment. Genesis chapter 18, verse number 9. The Lord's been good to us this morning. We want, it's our desire here, we want the kingdom of God to be built up here among us. Um, We want souls to be saved. We want our faith to grow too. We want to grow in the kingdom of God. We want, uh, it's our desire and it's our prayer that God would would continue to uh, build up the kingdom of heaven here among us. And we want... We want your lost loved ones here in the building. We want your neighbors here. We want people to be born again. We're rejoicing with Sister Cindy, and we're glad that she's here today with us. Uh, You pray for her and Bruce, um, and no doubt she's tired as well. And many of you all have been in her position. You know what she's facing too. So remember her in prayer. God would give her the strength she needs um, to be there by her husband's side. But praise the Lord, it's all going to work out now. Amen. Amen. It's all going to work out now. Genesis chapter 18, we're going to begin at verse number 9. Sarah laughed, didn't she? Sarah laughed. Now remember, the beginning of this chapter, last Sunday morning, the Lord visited Abraham. Now this chapter is is a busy chapter. So the Lord visits Abraham, but this morning we're going to see what... The reason is for this visitation, because God is bringing the good news of a pregnancy. And then at the end of this chapter, we're going to see Abraham's intercession, because the the Lord is going to go see what's going on in Sodom, and we're going to deal with that as well in the coming coming weeks. Genesis chapter 18, though, verse 9, if you're there, say amen. 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 The Word of God says, And they said unto him, Remember the three men who came, one of them being the Lord. Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Now, I want, this is important for the sermon. God is declaring something that is going to happen. He, he's, he's, the Lord is speaking here without any doubt at all. He's saying this is what's going to happen and this is when it's going to happen. And he says this into a circumstance that, as as we remember, is is beyond any human power intervention to make it take place. So God is telling Sarah she's going to be pregnant, which is humanly impossible to to be done. And God is speaking with the utmost confidence. And that's important for the sermon. So in verse number 10, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. But Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. And now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. We understand what that means. So in verse number 12, because she's old and well stricken in age, in verse 11, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women, in verse number 11, Sarah, verse number 12, therefore Sarah laughed within herself, within herself, saying, 
After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being also old? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? And I always think about Sarah at this moment. Now she's thinking this in her mind. She didn't say this out loud. Because notice verse 12, that Sarah laughed within herself. And the Lord, and this is why we know one of them is the Lord, because in verse number 13 it's explicitly clear, And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? And could you imagine Sarah at this moment like, (gasps) she's been caught with her hand in the cookie jar. The Lord hears all things, doesn't he? He knows our thoughts. He knows what we think. Whatever you're thinking right now, God, God, the Lord, hears what you're thinking. He knows every thought and every action and every intent of the heart. He knows everything about us. Verse number 14, this statement though, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. That's interesting that God is speaking like, Sarah don't think it's going to happen. Abraham, in the previous chapter, he also was doubtful of this situation because he said, am I going to have a child when I'm 100 years old? And in spite of their doubt and in spite of Sarah laughing, God says, verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? And he just speaks on. He says, at the time appointed, I'll return to thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. And so God's just saying that she's going to have a son. Don't matter what you think. Don't matter what she feels. It don't matter that she's laughing. It doesn't matter that you're 100 years old, Abraham, he's 99. It doesn't doesn't matter. God says she's going to have a son. Like I said, it's going to happen like I said. It's going to happen like I said. It was going to happen in spite of whatever you all think. This is the way it's going to be because I said this is the way that it's going to be. And why is this? Because he is God and she isn't. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is God. Now remember, he told Abraham, I shall be a God unto thee. What is... God is not something that that is graven by human hands. It's not a graven image. It's not something that is designed by humanity. He is the Creator God. And why can God talk like this? And why can this happen in spite of Sarah, in spite of Abraham, and all that they've ever desired or, or all that they've planned to accomplish? They've tried every way to do it, haven't they? And God's, God is saying this is the way it's going to be. Because God spoke it and God declared it. God caused it. And they're going to have a baby because that is the will of God. Now you might think, well, wait a minute, don't, don't, don't they have any say in this? They are not God. This is usually the problem with our lives. There's only one God, and it's not you. Remember that. It is not you. Remember, Jason even, was it Isaiah 40? He said, the Lord, has He ever sought your counsel? Has He ever knocked on, has He ever shot you a text and said, What should I do about this? And how do you feel about it? 
Because if you don't feel about it, if you don't feel good about it, I'm not going to do it. Can't we as saints, as children of God, testify that God does what He wants to in spite of the way we feel about it? It's irrelevant, isn't it? Okay. So God's like, Sarah's laughing. Sarah laughed. Let's get to verse 15. It's interesting. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not. What she's saying, in a way, she's trying to be correct. She didn't laugh out loud. She said, I didn't laugh, or she was afraid. And he said, nay, (laughs) but thou didst laugh. There's a little spat, you could say, minor, but God has the last word. We could also say, then this, can't we? We can add, we could, there's another truth here. You say, where do we get these doctrines about God and His omnipotence and His omniscience and His power and His majesty? It's from the text. And I, I said this at Beaumont, and I've told you, every, everything we know about God is from the Word of God. God. The Word of God is the final authority on what Christianity is. The Bible is the final Word, and it is... The only word, there is not another word, this is it. All that's true about God is found in the truth of the word of God. Okay. God has the last word. So, in, you, could, you could take your whole life, your whole span of life, and you could argue with God your whole life. You could argue and laugh and snicker and, and doubt and and be disobedient your whole life. You can do it. You have all the right to do it. You can laugh all you want to. You can do whatever you want to for the rest of your life, for as long as you live. You could do it for a thousand years if God would let you live that long. But at the end of it all, God will have the last word. Nay, but thou didst laugh. God is the final authority. Our Heavenly Father, bless this word. You're already blessed in the text. Truth, Lord, is, is, is pouring out from it. We've prayed for this. We've sought Your Word, Your will to be accomplished. We gathered as a church body and we prayed just a few days ago that you would bless this hour and we're trusting that God right now we have confidence because this is your will. We've discovered it in your word. And Lord, we're praying because you have all power and you are God. And Lord, we praise you and worship you as that. Lord, You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're not the God of the dead, but of the living. And Lord, we worship and praise You. And Father, most of all, thank You for the gift of Your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. For by Him and through Him, we live and have salvation. Lord, I pray we cease not to preach and teach Your name. In Christ, Your name we pray. Amen. So, so Sarah's laughed here, and she's done it. It has to be for two reasons. It has to be, number one, she's doubted the Word of God. God said, you're going to have a baby, and she laughed. She doesn't believe that Word that God can do it. That's a, that Word in her circumstance appears to be 
unfathomable for that to happen. So she doubts the Word of God, and she doubts the power of God to accomplish His Word. So there's two things here that she's doubting. She's doubting God's Word, and number two, God's ability to fulfill His Word. So she doubts the Word and God's ability to fulfill the Word that God has spoken. Because you would agree with me, anybody can say anything they want, but it's not in the saying. It doesn't matter what a man says. It's not in saying it, but it's in doing it. But only God can say something and do it at the same time. You and I can say, I'll see you tomorrow. But we better say, if the Lord wills, I'll see you tomorrow. We can say all kinds of things, but you and I don't have the power to bring about the word that we said. We can talk, but we can't bring through what we said. God is the only one in the universe who can speak and bring about the power to accomplish what He's spoken. And so that's our problem, the same as Sarah's problem. Sarah laughs. God said it, she doubts His Word, and therefore she must doubt His ability to keep His Word. So God says and God does. God walks the walk and talk, He talks the talk and He walks the walk, don't He? We've got a lot of talkers in the world, don't we? But only God speaks and keeps His Word. So Sarah's laughing. She doubts God's ability and God's Word. I read this week and I was preparing for this, this message and this truth that one man said one time, it's a wonderful question. Can God make a rock that He cannot move? Can God build a rock that's too heavy for Him to move? And that's a good question, isn't it? Can God create something and He not be able to control His creation? Can God... Can God say something but then be unable to affect change in what He said? So God can make a rock, and God can make a rock, and no matter how big He makes it, He has the ability to move it. God said you're going to have a child. He speaks into their circumstances. It's unmovable from the human position, but God is the only one who can say it and then cause it to happen. And God, because of that, asked this rhetorical question in verse number 14. And there's, these rhetorical questions are all throughout the Bible. And a rhetorical question is a question that the answer is obvious. We don't even need the answer to the question. The question, the question is, is almost sarcasm. It's sarcastic. So God in verse 14 says, Is anything too hard for the Lord, Sarah? That's what he's saying. You laugh at this? You think this is funny? Is there anything too hard for me, Sarah, to do? And the answer is obviously no. There's nothing too hard for God, is there? Nothing is too hard for the Lord. And that's what God is telling Sarah. Sarah, this is too hard for you, but it's not too hard for me. It's impossible for you, but it's not impossible for me. The same thing, the same, the same language is, is brought up four times in Scripture. One of them is in Jeremiah 32, verse 17 and 27, where God is telling Israel, you're going to go to Babylon, and then I'm going to take you out of Babylon and bring you back to your homeland. That God's going to raise up a king, and he's going to use that king to punish Israel, and they're going to be led away captive, and then God says, I'm going to bring you back. 
And so Jeremiah says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And in verse number 27 of Jeremiah 32, God says to Jeremiah, hey, listen, Jeremiah, that might seem impossible to you. I can do whatever I want to. I can do whatever I want to because there's nothing too hard for me. Nothing. I can raise up Nebuchadnezzar. I can lead you away captive into Babylon. In 70 years, I can bring you out of Babylon and bring you to your own land. That seems impossible. How can God affect geopolitical circumstances? How can God move nations? How can God rise up kings and presidents? And how can God do it? God says, because there is nothing too hard for me. I am in charge, Jeremiah. Happens again, don't it, when uh, Mary, the virgin, is pregnant. She's, she's conceived by the Holy Ghost. And the angel, and the, and the angel appears to Mary, and, she sa- and the angel says, you're going to have a child, you're going to name him Jesus, and also your cousin Elizabeth, she's also going to have a child in her old age, and his name is John the Baptist. And then the angel says... Is there anything too hard for the Lord, Mary? I, God is saying, I can intervene in human history. I can be born of a virgin. I do all these things. I cause these things to happen. I will fulfill the messianic promise in the womb of a virgin. I will keep the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 7. I will, he will be born in Bethlehem. He will also come from Egypt. He will also live in Nazareth. His forerunner will be before him like in the spirit of Elijah. He's going to come in the womb of, of, of Elizabeth in an old aged woman. I can do these things. You know why God is saying? Because there's nothing too hard for me to do. Happens again in the book of Matthew. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus. And he says, what must I do that I might inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, I want you to do these things. And then the rich young ruler said, I've done all these things from my youth. And Jesus said, great. I want you to sell all that you have and come and follow me. And that man went away sorrowful. And then Jesus said, oh, how hard it is for they that have riches to enter into the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know why? He's trusting in his riches. He has his heaven now. And he sure don't want to give it up and follow Jesus because to have Jesus, you've got to lose your life to find it. And that guy's thinking, i got all the life I need. And the disciples said then who can be saved? That's what they said. You ever wonder that? Then who can be saved? We probably wondered that about Bruce, didn't we? Who can be Can he be saved? Can Bruce be saved? Can Bruce McGeorge be born again? And don't think, well, well, that seems impossible because if you're saved, that's a miracle of God too. And Jesus said, hey, with men it is impossible. But with me, with God, all things are possible. You know what God is saying through Scripture? There's nothing too hard for me. Nothing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I want you to know as your pastor, when you're praying to God, you need to know and believe that you're praying to a God that has all power and in heaven and in earth. And at a second and a moment, He could change the circumstances that surround you because is anything too hard for Him? No. A virgin conceived and had a baby. An old lady, postmenopausal, was conceived and she bore Isaac. 
Babylon came and led Israel away captive and they had to bring them back and then God punished Babylon for doing it. Why? Because there's nothing too hard for me, God says. Nothing. Now let's balance this though because some of us might start getting the wrong idea that I can ask God to do anything I want because there's nothing too hard for God. And some of us live discouraged lives because we think that I've prayed and I've prayed for this and God hasn't done it. And you begin to doubt, well, then God must not be able to do that because he didn't do that. Some of you all prayed and prayed and prayed for your loved one to be healed and they wasn't healed. And you have doubt now maybe that God might can do that, but he didn't do this for me. But did you notice through scripture, when does God do something? God does everything that he said he would do not what you said he would do every example in scripture God does everything that he said he was going to do did you see the distinction everything that God said in scripture happened and some of us doubt the power of God because we want God to do things, but God ain't doing what I want to do. You know why? Because He's God and you're not. You're not God. In your Bible reading, here's what you've read so far if you've been, if you've been doing it. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let there be a separation from the greater light of the day, from a lesser light of the night, and there was. God said, let the earth come up out of the waters, and there was. God said, let the waters bring forth every living creature, and there was. Let there be plants and herbs and seed-bearing seeds and apple trees, and there was. God said, let us make man in our image, and there was. God said it's not good for man to be alone. And God put a great sleep upon Adam. And out of Adam, out of his rib, came woman, Eve. And there was. God said it's going to rain. And they laughed and they mocked. And God said it's going to rain. I'm telling you, it's going to rain. Don't you laugh at me. Everything I say happens. Everything. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. Whatever He says happens. And it rains, isn't it? God sent confusing language to the Tower of Babel. God says, I'm going to confuse their language. God, whatever God says happens. God said, I'm going to confuse their language. And it happened, didn't it? It happened. Whatever God says happens. Because He's the Lord. And it's not you. And it ain't me, is it? Here's a thought. God is not your waiter. God is not your servant. Amen. God does what God wants to do. Because we read in our Bible reading too, didn't we? Have you been keeping up? We're in the book of Isaiah. God says, I love it. It's one of my favorite verses. The Lord said, Jason, he said, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is nobody else but me. There's been no Lord before me and there'll be no Lord after me. I, the Lord, do these things. You know, you came after that was written in the book of Isaiah and the Lord said, there will be no God after me 
That means you and me too. Everything that God says happens. Everything. God don't do things because you say God to do it. God does things because He says. And they happen. You say, well, that makes me uncomfortable. What should I do then? Find the will of God and live in it. God said, Abraham, I want you to go leave the Ur of Chaldees. I want you to go to the land of Canaan. And everywhere you go shall be yours and your children. Abraham went because he believed the Lord. Faith is evidenced or proven or shown to be believed based upon obedience. The act of faith is believing what God has said. Whatever God says will happen. Everything that God says will happen. You need to believe what God has said. So everything that God wants in your life will happen according to the will and the Word of God because you're not God and He is. The premise of following the Lord in faith is based upon that great truth that He is God and you are not. He is. And you're not. And you do not get everything that you want. You don't get everything in your life that you desire. You don't get all of your dreams and all of your wishes and all of your wants. You don't get none of those things. Thank God that God knows exactly what you and I need. He gives us what we need according to His loving will. We need to trust Him and obey Him for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. If something don't go the way you want it to, then say, praise the Lord. I trust Him. He knows what to do. He knows more than me. I'm going to submit under His will even yet it might be uncomfortable hard, cold, hot, painful, depressing, brings anxiety into my life. I'm going to trust Him because everything He says happens. Everything He says. Now let's apply this to the Gospel because this is the Gospel and I'll be through. Everything that God says happens. Everything. Let's do the easiest one. God said, for whosoever... Do you see it now? Now bring the Old Testament with us. Everything that God says happens. Okay, this is what I told Avery. For whosoever believeth on Him should what? Not perish but have everlasting life. Okay. Everything that God says happens. What did God say? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. This is the Lord talking. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Whatever God says happens. You got that with you? You got it in your heart? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. Why? Because everything that God says happens. Do you see it? For whosoever believeth in Him, I am not going to perish. 
I won't. I'm not going to, Pete. Somebody here that might not have brought the Old Testament with them might say, well, he, what an arrogant thing to say that he thinks, I don't think, I know, I know irregardless of how I feel. I know no matter what happens in my personal life. I know no matter what diagnosis happens to me medically. I know should I become in poverty. I know if everything the world has against me should happen to me. I know, I know, I know that I know. Because everything that God says happens. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'm only telling you what he says. You might not get what you want. You don't get what you say. You know why? You're not God. You're not. Why do you think Jesus says, John 14, 6, Jason, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And nobody comes to the Father, Jesus says, except by me. And so now I can say with the utmost confidence, there ain't no other way. Amen. Who are you to say that? I'm not the one saying it. Amen. Everything that God says happens. Now you might think, well, that seems out of control. You better thank God you're not in control. Well, that seems like that I can't do... You can do whatever you want to. You can laugh all you want. You can choose your own path, fine. But God has the last say. But thou didst laugh. Thou didst laugh. It don't matter if you laugh all you want to. You're going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby. Some hearts are dealing with this. You know, what we need, and I'm about through, we need the Holy Spirit to connect this truth to our hearts. Because sometimes we think things and we don't even know we're thinking it. Like we, we live in disobedience and we don't even realize that we're living in disobedience. The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? You don't even know what's going on in there. There's a way that seems right to you, but the end thereof is death, destruction, misery, anxiety, pain, and sorrow. I mean, you don't even know what you're doing and I don't either. That's why Jesus is a shepherd and you're not. I don't know what to do. And we, all we like sheep have turned away. All we like sheep have gone astray. And sheep is always a metaphor in the Bible of us not knowing where to go, dumb, ignorant, defenseless, prone to wander away. We don't know what to do. Everything that God says happens. Everything. Is anything too hard for God? Now, I, I, I prayed so hard that I could express this truth. And you pray for me because I want to tie it together with God's help. Is anything too hard for God? No. Then why don't I get everything that I want? Because it's not what you say that happens. It's what God says that happens. Everything that he says happens. Today, it is not too hard for God to save you. Today, it is not too hard for God to restore your marriage. 
Today, it is not too hard for God to deliver you from sin and addiction. It is not too hard for God to do that. That is, that is easy for God to do because can God build a rock that He cannot move? No. No matter how big it is, He can move it. When Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest, would He say that and be unable to do what He says? No. Everything that the Lord says, He has the power to do it. Now you might want you a new car, but God might not want you to have a new car. And he, guess what? If He don't want you to have a new car, you're not getting one. God has the power right now to deliver a wounded and broken spirit. God has the power right now to forgive you of all of your sins. God has the power right now for whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God has the power right now today to the backslider who returns back to Him to restore him into his fellowship. God has all power to do everything that God has said He will do. Not your own will, but His will. One of these days, the Lord's coming back. You know why? He said He was. One of these days, the Lord's going to separate the sheep from the goats. You know why? Because He said He was, and He will. One of these days, it's appointed a man once to die, and after this, to judgment. And there will be many in that day that say, Lord, Lord, I've done all these amazing things in Your name. And Jesus will say, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. And that is going to happen, because Jesus said it. You will die in your sins if you do not believe that He is the Lord. You know why? Because that's what the Lord said. You know, one of these days they're going to diagnose me as we close with a disease. And I'm going to stand up here. If I'm still here, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But if that should happen, I'm going to stand up here in front of you and I'm going to say, you pray for me, I've been diagnosed with X. And I can't say in confidence that I will be cured or healed. If the Lord chooses to do it, then praise the Lord. He might choose not to. But I can say, in spite of disease, I can say that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And whoever believeth in Him, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever believeth in Him shall never die. Believest thou this? Everything that the Lord says happens. Everything. Now this is what we have to ask our hearts. Am I in the Lord's will? If Abraham never believed the word of the Lord and left the Ur of Chaldees, then I believe Abraham would have never, ever, ever had a baby from Sarah. Never. He believed the Lord. He got in the will of God.
believe the Word of God and God in the will of God. That's always that order. Do you hear that? He believed the Word of God and he got in the will of God and he received the promises of God because God said it. And there's nothing impossible for God. This morning, are you in the Word of God? Do you believe the Word of God? If you believe the Word of God, you'll be in the will of God. Are you in the will of God? Then if you're in the will of God, every single thing that God has promised you, you're going to have it. Everything. Because there's nothing too hard for God. You might be the drunkest drunk in this county, but if you'll believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, He can save you from your sins because is there anything too hard for Him? No, I read in Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 25, Now unto Him that is able to save unto the uttermost those that come unto God by Him. He is able to save unto the uttermost all who trust in Him. Hey, I want you to leave here today as we stand to our feet knowing that everything that God says happens. Everything. Trusting. Believe His Word. Get in His will and enjoy the promises of God. Let's sing together. Amen. Bless us, Lord. Help us.